Hello and welcome to the E-Team Podcast. These are conversations with ministry and marketplace leaders from across the country that provide insight and encouragement. For more information about this podcast and any and all resources provided by the E-Team, please visit us at eTeam-inc.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast. I got butterfly nervous. I'm a little upset with COVID <laughs> because I didn't get my green room. You know, you didn't provide me the certain soda and uh, snack. You know, you know my rider. I didn't get my rider in. You didn't get wanted. it in by the deadline. If yeah. we're going to have one color M&Ms in that, your bowl. I got to have it. Well. So if I'm off today, then you'll understand why. <laughs> so actually, when I do a podcast, I wear the same hat every week. Where's your hat? I know I forgot it. Listen, man. Uh, I know I'm the, guest, I'm, I'm the guest today, so I'm playing it different. Oh, yeah. So is this your guest outfit? Yeah, that's my guest. This okay, my my workout t-shirt. <laughs> sure. You just wore that, so I didn't put a name on that's the it. S on the end, right? Yeah. So look, right? Cool Spring. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Southern accent. Like the S yeah. is Cool Spring. Like it, yeah, yeah. I get hit. it. I get. It. You know? I get it. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to another episode of eTalks, uh, podcast conversations we get to have with uh, marketplace leaders and pastors and uh, ministry leaders across the country. And today I'm excited to be joined by Greg English, pastor uh, at Cool Springs Baptist Church in Mechanicsville, Virginia, co-editor of Sports Ministry That Wins and just a fantastic guy and leader um, through many different things. And so, hey, Greg, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. And uh, it's just been an honor and privilege getting to know you over the last several months. Yeah, started in a coffee shop one day. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure how. All good things start in coffee shops. Yeah, so we started at the at the local coffee shop called the Local Cup. And um, I'm not even sure how we got there, but we got there. We did. Actually, I dropped in just out of the blue. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, and you just happened to be at the door, rolled out the red carpet, and yeah. actually invited me in. The, the one day I worked. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, uh, yeah, so I'm on staff at Cool Spring, and uh, I do uh, recreation ministry. Mm-hmm. So that's the full-time experience for me. We have an um, uh, indoor facility and then uh, outdoor space. So we do anything from adult sports to personal training to fitness to individual training to uh weightlifting track pickleball adult sports volleyball basketball youth sports children with special needs sports so just a a variety so back in 2002 uh, the church said we want to be a part of our community in a unique way and so they built a recreational facility which was kind of odd at that time and you know recreation facilities were big in the late 70s early 80s you know uh, but uh, this one was built in 2002, and um, a gentleman before me came in and got it got it going, and I've been here since 2008. So that's kind of – I play for a living. That's what I tell people. Yeah. How did you get into it? I've always loved sports, so that was, you know, a big thing for me uh, growing up playing sports and um, then uh, went to college, and I was part of the basketball program there in a small, small college and just – Got a job at the college afterwards in the athletic department, and then I met a guy that was uh, serving overseas and talked to me about the M-word, you know, that missions word. And I'm like, you know, I don't wear tall socks and sandals. That's not me, right? I'm not doing that. And then I just realized, you know what, I can be me in the sports world, and, and I have an opportunity to live that passion out, but to tell that story of how God has uniquely moved in my life uh, through a variety of ways and, and then how I can use that tool 
I don't, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily call it a platform because that's something you just kind of stand on. I, I just the Christian faith is all con- is combined. It's who I am. So uh, we moved overseas and spent time uh, overseas and uh, ran a sports company and house church. So you ran a sports company mm-hmm. and a house church overseas. Yeah. How was yeah. that? It was great. So we were in uh, Northern Africa, Middle East region. And so at that time we were focused on, in my specific area, we were focused on basketball and physical education. So I spent a lot of time with the National Basketball Federation, how do you develop children's basketball throughout the country? And then what did it look like to go into the educational schools and teach physical education? So mm. my my job was always, and I think it, it should be the job of anybody in the discipleship model. I'm working myself out of a job. Mm-hmm. So it was a whole idea. We go in there, we model, we assist, we watch and leave because we want to be able to give that over. Yeah. And so that, that kind of ran parallel both with the sports development program that we whatever we were trying to initiate and help them develop, but it was also the same way from a, a, a house church model that eventually did, I don't own either one of these. Right. In order for this to really go, then it's got to become that. So that's kind of kind of how the parallel would go together was that a tough transition coming out of that and moving back to the states very tough i i thought move we moved we moved over there you know a week after 9 11 had two two young kids and um culture shock into a culture is challenging enough right um on the uh, you know after four years you know coming back into the states i i didn't know what you know what america was like after 9 11 because i hadn't lived here so coming back in was very challenging. And then coming back in and being challenged from a spiritual perspective of, you know, it doesn't matter where it's at. The church is, that, that's that's his bride. Mm-hmm. And and while I'm called to work in it, who I am to say what's right, what's wrong, and, you know, that kind of, you know, I, I had to work through a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, you know, going going from that model to now back into a an American cultural church system, it was it was tough for me for a while. Yeah. So you came back to the States, working through all of that. How did you land in the position that you're at now? What? So I was uh, got a little interim job in between. I was doing missions and recreation at, at a church. Uh, and then I knew that was a transitional period for me. And so that was a three-year tra- transitional period, longer than what I wanted. But um, I just, uh, finally, I just felt like the Lord said, you know, it's time to open up you know, go check things out. And I happened to be at a conference in outside of Nashville and ran into a few people who asked me about, did I know anything about cool spring? I said, no, I really don't, but I can find out about it. You know, it's in, it's in Richmond, Virginia. I'll go check it out and I'll let you know. And they were, uh, at that time, cool spring was looking for a senior pastor. And, uh, about a couple months later, I saw on a website through church sports and recreation ministers that they were also looking for a recreation. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just turned my, resume in and that was 12 years ago now is this before you co-edited the book or this, this was before okay yeah yeah gotcha. so yeah. then you stepped into the position here i'm sure that was a transition to stepping yeah. in to, you know kind of old regime into something new yeah and then where you taking it from there is that kind of where where did the inspiration from the book come from so that was just uh, my time overseas uh doing uh you know sports development and and sports ministry uh, you know, it was like I had made some friends with an organization called Church Sports and Recreation Ministries. And uh, the director at that time became a very good friend of mine and mentor. We just didn't have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. And so what did that look like in, in that context? And so I just I developed relationships there. 
then I came back to the States and then I, you know, working here, uh, and learn and, you know, putting into practice how, what, what is, you know, you got methodologies of sports ministry and they run the gamut, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what does it look like to see people come to know Christ in a sport, fitness, recreation, culture? What does it take to run a facility like this from a local church? Yeah. And how does the local church play a role in, in transforming and impacting the sports community? So those three things we were doing that, what we realized is there's, there's a lot of books out there about evangelism, but there was, there's really not material out there on uh, how to run uh, an effective sports and fitness and recreation program or, or department within the local church. Mm-hmm. And so the book was born out of let's equip people to, to do this to do this you need to be equipped that means you need to understand sport management skills it means you need to understand liability insurance it means you need to understand staffing you need to understand human resource you need to understand volunteers it's not like oh you know you love the lord now just go run this this it's it's more to that and so there's very few resources from the sport management side of what it takes to do this job. I mean, when I walk around this building, I see people, I see souls, but I'm also, I also have to spend a lot of time thinking about liability. How far can a treadmill be off a wall? How, I mean, like there's a lot that goes along with it that you don't necessarily just know. You right. go to an athletic field, how many people can park here? Who are you moving traffic through, through this process? So the book, a friend of mine, we were at a conference together and he was a, a professor um, out at, at Gonzaga and we were like you know we should do the research on, on this and put it together and provide it to colleges and universities and specifically targeted those universities that had a, a um, were offering a sports ministry track okay. uh, so we, we had seven universities that we kind of tied into with it and then we wrote certain aspects of it. We edited it. We did the research on it. But yet we invited certain key speakers in it and asked them, you write a chapter on this, you write a chapter on that. So it's a sport management book on how the local church can live that out. How do you how do you measure participation versus how do you measure um, you know engagement within the local church, which is a very challenging thing to do. Right. So as you know, that that's the hardest thing we do is to measure spiritual growth within the within the a sports ministry. So mm-hmm. how do you measure that? What is it, what do you look for uh, in that? And then, um, programming, what kind of programming do you do? What kind of, what do you offer? Just um, a variety of things. Yeah. Well, that's good. So where can someone pick this book up at? You can pick it up at CR, CSRM.org. And that's, uh, church sports and recreation ministries.org. Uh, it's on there. And, uh, I think it's still. I think it's uh, it's online. You can get it online. I think Amazon may have it now. Okay. I'm not sure. So it came out a couple of years ago, and I was I was um, uh, adjunct professor at a university in North Carolina where I taught um, sport theology and then sports ministry, two different courses there. So we used it, you know, in that format. Wow, wow, man, that's great. <clears throat> um, so just speaking of into that, right? Um, Tell us the, the reach that this place has had on the community and what is what has it done for the actual church? Um, yeah. And just to kind of bring you guys in to where we're at, but we're actually sitting in the facility. There's a big gymnasium, track around the top, um, state-of-the-art fitness centers all around us, weight rooms, right? Um, we're right here inside of a, um, a room that pool tables, ping pong tables, air hockey tables. I mean, 
you guys have pretty much anything and you guys have pool as well we don't have a pool no pool that's a major liability right well, <laughs> that's the next addition yeah, that's that's addition right. to the to, yeah. to the book right yeah, that's right <laughs> uh, but no you guys have everything pretty much that is offered without outside a pool or whatever yeah. at a ymca yeah right yeah wow so how how's it reached and touched the community and was it done for the impact for the church so the impact of the church has been great uh again it's been uh this has been in since 2002 so uh, we saw a lot and see a lot of traction through our youth sports with families. Uh, so we do flag football, soccer, basketball, and we do children with special needs with uh, basketball and soccer. So we have a good we have a good youth uh, family oriented process there with those that that's great. So uh, we see you know kids falling into our our children's ministry into our middle school ministry we use students uh within our referee program who are now in high school mm. so we try to draw in from that um from the adult side you know we do the, a variety of of adult sports and so we look we're looking for the intentionality of the relationship um so when you come into the facility it uh, you can do monthly pass day pass three month pass um so we, we try to keep price a little bit lower than mm-hmm. than big box out there. We recognize we're a small box, but we're we're focused on the intentionality that we care. We care about you spiritually. We care about you physically. Mm-hmm. So our staff and our volunteers that work the desk and, and work in the in the center are focused on making that relationship. So what why do people come to us over a big box? That people tell you all the time because we, because you care. And so that's allowed us to engage in conversations. It's allowed us to see people come to Christ. It's allowed to see people join church, families get involved in, in youth student activities. It's uh, the, the transformation stories of physical issues that people are facing now that they're engaged in physical fitness and activity. It's, you know, it's changing diabetes. It's, I mean, so it's a total, it's a, it's a total package of the spiritual and the physical combined together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we work very hard to let you know we, we care. Right. And we care about both those deeply. And so it's engaging those conversations. We'll have over uh, 30,000 check-ins a year. Wow. Now that now that we're in a COVID system, you know, I can't tell you what's going to happen over the next year. But, right. you know, over the last uh, 18 years, you know, we average about 30,000 check-ins a year. That's not individuals. That's total check-ins. So you may be twice a week or three times a week. But still, the reach and the opportunity for relationship and the fact that, uh, you know, 30,000 times people are saying yes to the influence of Cool Spring Church from a gospel perspective in fitness recreation is big. Then you go to the, the sports side and within a year between all the adult sports and all the youth sports, the number of players, the number of parents that go to practice, the number of parents and grandkids that we we account for that arrive to those games and those facilities, that's about 86,000 times within a year in formatted program that people will walk on and off or into and out of the influence of a gospel-centered sports. Uh, so that's kind of how, you know, if you look at a big picture of influence, oh, that's man. what it looks like. Now you break it down, how many baptisms, how many small groups. Those numbers are always – you know, the challenge that got to grab and, and yeah. put in. And one of the things that recreation ministry does is you're, you're a front porch of entryway to a lot of people. No, that's good. And we're recognized in the community that, uh, we're, we're, we're a thriving location just as much as any other community organization out yep. there. And why, and again, why do people come? They'll, they'll go play another league cause they want a little more sport experience or whatever. 
but you, the number that come back because we care, we're organized, the discipline, the expectation that's put into the formats, it's all out. Why do we do what we do? It's all based on living, living it out from a gospel perspective. The way we engage one another, the way we encourage one another on it. You know, I tell our, I tell our coaches all the time, whether where you learn this is not what it's really not what it is. The idea that you can scream at an individual who's controlling a game format and belittle them and tell me that's the job or that's the role. Well, now we ha- now we have the first official self issue, right? Mm. And from a biblical perspective, in all our coach training, you 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 are you are called and equipped to encourage. Mm. And so, just from a coach's perspective, in our, in all our training, you know you're going you're going to go through that process. We're going to train you and equip you to know it's not your job to belittle the referee out. It doesn't mean you can't ask a question, right? But we're about having healthy relationships. And when we have healthy relationships, we have a better format of play. And the same thing with competition. I believe competition is, is, is biblical, and we need to compete well. But that definition and that term of competition uh, is, is that agone, that Greek word agone, which means to struggle to wrestle against. It's not me beating you 55 to 17. Mm. That's really not competition. Mm. What competition is, it says that Andy's going to play his hardest, Greg is going to play his hardest, and we're going to elevate our level that can honor God with the best of our abilities in a manner that's positive in that, not that I'm just pounding you. Yeah, that's good. And so, you know, that's just a youth sports side. Let me talk about fitness. So there's, so we try to go through a lot of those things in this environment. This is we're trying to go back to the biblical narrative. You know, the, nowhere in the Scripture does it say, play sports not play sports but over and over in the scripture is the relationship even paul uses it multiple times you know the example of the christ life and the disciple the discipleship process and what that is to spur one another on to, to finish well and like mm. and so we really try to spend a lot of time focusing on uh equipping and training people or having those discussions about the why yeah that's so good man it's very good well you mentioned covid uh we're still yeah. in covid Actually, where we sit today is we're about over 100 days into it right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, obviously, when things kind of shut down, facilities, um, you know, sports facilities, uh, churches, you know, as they started closing the doors, you guys were heavily impacted, I'm sure. Um, yeah. How have you guys come back? Because now you're you're back into it. How many weeks have you been meeting? This is our third week back. All right, third week back. Um, take us in some of those early conversations, those early days of when the <laughs> doors closed, yeah. because you're leading a team. I mean, this is like, you have employees here. You're, you're actually leading a team who is helping you lead this center here. Tell me, tell us some about those conversations and I mean the good and the bad. Yeah. Uh, so I remember March 16th, like that was the day that like all of a sudden you started hearing about it was just like this wildfire spreading. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm thinking about all the basketballs being bounced around and everywhere you touch, you could get it and you're washing hands and all this kind of stuff. And then I thought, well, about fitness and people sweating and what are we going to do? And, and, you know, by the time I made one decision, you know, new information came out. So as a leader, the biggest challenge with me was trying to stay up with the decision, then making the decision that I finally felt confident in, and then knowing that I was going to have to remake it five minutes later because it just changed. Right. (laughs) So, so the, the adrenaline was just like off the charts. 
uh, and then then the feeling of responsibility. Like you have you have senior adults in here that are working out. You got young kids in here playing. And you got people who you know are not necessarily concerned about it. It's too early to know. And other people who are very concerned about it. Why are you still open? And oh, it's fine. Let's let you know. So you got all this going on. So as a leader, it was just like. Um, what, what, what do I do? Where, where do I go? And every time I moved, I had to move again. So that was a, that was a big, that was a big challenge. Uh, what I'm most uh, thankful for is that the staff that I work with is as we talked every hour, you know, we began to make decisions. Okay. We'll, 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 this is what we're seeing. So let, let's bring it down here. Now let's not do silver. Let's not do our senior adults. Let's bring it down. And as we were closing it down, you know, uh, it was nice to be able to see big boxes, you know, they were taking the same approach. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't necessarily look to big boxes to make my decisions, but it is nice to know that you're equipped and surrounded by people that are thinking that way so that you're in line. You know, I'm just thankful for my team, right? you know? And so, uh, we close like March 17th was our last day. And I remember that like the last hour we were open the people that walk by, I mean, we, we've been functioning since 2002. I've been here 12 years and I know a lot good's going on, but you always don't hear that. Right. Uh, but when as people were walking out in the last two hours, they, they, they turned and looked at me like, like I mean, these were 40, 50, 60 year old people looking at me. Like I remember it was like putting my, when my kid was going to first grade, it was, it was mm-hmm. putting them on the bus and they looked, turning back and looking at you like, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe this is really happening. Yeah. You know, and I got grown adults and they just look at me and says, I don't know what I'm going to do without this place. Hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do about without with without you people in my life. I don't like I mean, you could sense it and I finally just finally hit me. Wow. What a you don't always realize your impact. Right. Yeah. So we we, we shut down on that day and, um, you know, just had to figure out, OK, where do we go? What do we do? And like everybody else, instantly uh, we upped our social media game and we put all our fitness classes online and we purchased the uh, equipment we needed to make that happen. It wasn't expensive equipment, but it was a, it was, you know, tripod holders and, and little cameras. And we upped the whole social media game and, and went digital with all those classes. So we tried to connect. And my thought was, you know what, if we, you know, you, you stay connected to the people now, you'll be connected to people when, mm. So I didn't want a gap to go by that that our community of users and families were not hearing from us. Right. And so one one staff person started writing a blog every week. It related to recreation and, and spirituality. Our fitness instructor started doing classes at multiple different times throughout the day. You could do it live. You could do it on demand. Um, we did some of our staff did like Olympic games. And so every week they did this funny Olympic excursion game or whatever. Yeah. You know, I would speak a little bit. So we just went digital on that. And then probably, what are we in now? We're in July. So mm-hmm. probably uh, March, April, probably in May, I started thinking, well, you know, at some point we're going to have to reopen. Yeah. And then you had to determine what state you're in, what phase you're in. Right. So uh, based on the state of Virginia, I thought, well, by June 15th, I think we could be we could be functioning again. Uh, I was a week off in that. We So we started back June um, 22nd was our first day back. And um, we call it first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter plan Mm -hmm. is what we have. So we just finished the first quarter. So for us, it was we reduced our hours. We only we don't have any volunteers working in in the center right now. It's all staff. We've we're doubling the shift. It transformed our total check in process. 
where we were moving towards a mobile app. Well, now we've created, we, we have the full mobile app. Mm. You register for the class. There's a certain number of people in the building. We've had to change the cardio center where we used to have a lobby. We've now doubled the size of the cardio center because we took the lobby away. And I have to say, these are all things that the last eight months our staff has been talking about doing. Mm-hmm. But realizing this is not an interruption, this is an actual disruption, mm-hmm. uh, we really can't argue what we're going to do. We're going to do it. Right. We don't need any dialogue about it. we got to do it. And disruption is allowing for positive change. Mm-hmm. So same way at the desk. So you come in, you're already pre-checked in, you're doing your own thing, which changed the process of not having somebody sit behind the desk. Now our person on the first floor is a roamer of relationships. Mm-hmm. They're more focused on the person than they are the check-in. Yeah. So that was an area we wanted to move into. We've got to be better at relationship. So this is allowing us to, I, I hope, allowing us to do a deeper dive into a certain number of people per hour, right? And it's all reduced to what it was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think smaller smaller can be deeper for us from a, a ministerial standpoint. Oh, yeah. So uh, we, we changed the whole check-in system. Um, and we, we at currently... The fitness center is open. The cardio center is open. The track, walking track is open. Uh, we do have one or two uh, fitness classes in-house, but we still do an online format. So we're in a hybrid okay. model. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll go into a model that uh, will allow a few more fitness classes to come back in. You can get 10 to 12 within a class with 10-foot spacing per person. You have the instructor. We'll open up our cardio kickboxing classes, uh, and that's a new avenue for us. So we're trying to take advantage of a new, you know, we're rolling, we're rolling dice right now. Yeah. I, that's probably not the right term to say on the church <laughs> podcast, but it sure is, it is, it, it sure is what it is. It, I mean, everybody go ahead and admit it, you know, you're doing it too. So, uh, it's a risk factors for us, but now's the, now's the time. Now's the opportunity. And, mm-hmm. and, and for me, I'm going to be a financial steward of it, but I, I've got a, a certain amount of time, a certain amount of money, a certain amount of staff that I'm going to say, we're going after it yeah. and we're going to engage these people who we care about. Right. And, uh, so that, so we're, we're, we'll go back to adding a few more things. Um, you, you know, the question about youth sports in the fall, starting back up questions about open basketball, playing the gym. I think those are still out there. Yeah. We are going to do a basket. We are going to do basketball clinics in August and they're hour and a half formats, 15 people at a time, three per basket in it, bring your own ball. You got your own station. Mm-hmm. So we've created that system. Yep. So we are, we're, we're, uh, distributing or redispersing how we're doing it and I, and I think that's the thing so me it's about right now as a leader I'm, I'm truly wrestling with adaptation versus innovation right i want to be i'm like paul when paul says i want to be on the front end like that that's my personality mm-hmm. so i, I want to be an innovator in this i just don't want to d- just adapt and just do it right so for us it's trying to figure out this is a disruption it's not an interruption just it's a blip right right the blip's gone this is changing the face of, yeah. of uh, it's changing the face of church. It's changing the face of American church as we know it. Right. It's changing the face of recreation. It's changing the face of relationships. It's, I mean, and so how is it that we accept that and then innovate to make it still create the space of connection, relationship, and gospel yeah. conversation? Well, what's what surprised you since you've opened the doors with my big back? Man, my big my biggest surprise is the number of senior adults in our community that are coming. Yeah, I, that's not I, I no I no you shouldn't you, <laughs> why You're like really right. uh, but but the, what I what I know is probably a couple of things. Number one, that you know thirty forty brackets they've adapted to the outside fitness world. Yep. 
they probably may have gone out and got some equipment. They can do it. You can do it with a band. You can do it on a tree. You can go to a park, do push-ups. I mean, there is a lot of that outdoor fitness movement going on, so they're probably there. But, you know, senior adults, you know, they need an indoor facility. They need a space, but they need relationship. Yeah. Now, we don't, we're not promoting anybody with immune deficiency or health issues. Like, we're being very, you know, the phrase we have is, is um, reasonable precautions. Mm. Like, we, we take those things serious. Right. Um, but I think the senior adults are in the need for relationships. Mm. And so I think that's kind of what's brought them out. Weather's bad. They can walk on an indoor track. They can use a weight room. Yep. Uh, and I think just because we're not a big box, uh, I mean, big boxes will, will, will make it back into the system. Mm-hmm. But the research that I find right now uh, within the athletic community is that a small place like this is going to get it because you you can manage it. Yeah. yeah. You can control it a little bit more than a great big space. Right. Yeah. So. Well, that's good. So um, just to close here, uh, two more questions. Um, one, what's some encouraging words that you would just give someone out there who may have a facility just kind of sitting idle or um, just not sure what to do um, with everything or maybe a leader or pastor out there um, that's just looking for some encouragement what what kind of words would you share with them today uh i think the biggest thing uh is um man it's, there, there's several things so you only get one man. I know, I know. That's what. <laughs> see, and when you do it like this, like you're gonna have to edit the five pa- five minute pause out of my. There's thinking, no editing, man. This is thinking. straight off the cuff, dude. Um. So, <laughs> my 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 uh, my my process through it and realize uh, you don't have to rush back into it. Mm. Right. Don't 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 fall. Don't don't necessarily fall to that pressure. And I get it. There's revenue that's affiliated with it. You know, things like that. But mm-hmm. for me, I think what's helped us be, uh, helped us do this well the first three weeks is that we spent four weeks in a test market. Mm-hmm. And within our staff, we, we role-played it out. We acted it out. We brought people in. We tested. We asked. We asked. We did surveys. We did polls. And so I tried to gather that information to make not the decision that I thought was right, but what's saying around what, what's happening around me and what did that experience feel like. So we had already been doing it three or four weeks ever before we actually opened the door to the first one. So, so I think role playing it, practicing out, working it, working in through it like it's real. Yeah. You know, it's like that scrimmage in a game. You got you got to work through it. Yeah. So that we when we were open, you know, we knew we were going to have some glitches, but still we had some preparation there. That yeah. also gave me time to think about it because right now, as a leader, you. You are going to be like, this is it. And then there's another news flash that comes across. And you're like, oh, I don't know. So give yourself some time to let that, that plan play out and then yeah. kind of tweak with it. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, and then the, the biggest thing is at the end of every week, and I told our staff when we did our staff training back, I said, here's the deal. Come Friday, we may throw this whole sheet of paper away. Mm-hmm. And we may, re- we, because we know that we are going to pivot every single day. We opened on Monday morning at 7 a.m. I was here at 6.30 a.m. that morning, and we normally open at 5.30 a.m., so we backed it up. We, uh, I was here at 6.30. We opened at 7. The crowd came in at 7.15. I already said, we're changing this. Hmm. Like so, But we, I'd, I'd planned this thing for four hmm. weeks, and I trained our staff on it, but I knew instantly that we need to move this to this. This is going to make more sense. I did, so I think be ready to pivot yep. and, and really – while I'm trying to bring things back to have familiarity, t- 
take advantage of the time to introduce the new, people are going to adapt to it. Yeah. it th- that's the biggest thing you've got right now is you have the biggest excuse is not the right word, but you, okay, reason. You have the biggest reason to make the biggest change you want to make, and people will not argue with you right now. Wow, that's so good right there. That right there is worth taking this whole time to just listen to that one little thing. That's it. That's good, man. So, man, you've, you've given us a lot today, and I appreciate you taking time to do this. How can someone, because I know at one point, I don't know if you still do, but you were actually doing some conferences and speaking engagements, mm-hmm. and yeah. and I know you because I've got a chance to talk to you and, and learn a little bit more about who you are in your heart. I mean, how can someone reach out if they have some questions for you uh, to maybe start this at their church or just have some questions that may have sparked something today? Is there a way yeah. they can get in touch with you? Yeah, you um, you can email me at genglish at coolspring.org. You can go to coolspring, that's C-O-O-L-S-P-R-I-N-G, rec.org, coolspringrec.org. And that's the website. You can find me there. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and that would be at recreating, R-E-C-R-E-A-T-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it there, uh, or coolspring.org uh, is a church website. You can find me there. Yeah. Sorry, is that man, what I, you want? I just opened up a whole door for you, didn't I? Hey, I mean, call me. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not busy right at the moment. I, th- I think that's another thing. Gosh, just the, you know, the... Um, you know, what I know to be true right now about a lot of leaders is we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I'd be glad to walk anybody through it. I mean, I'm, it's, you know, I don't, I don't have it all, but I, I love the dialogue of what are we, what are we doing? What are we thinking about? How are you progressing through this? What, yeah. what are you pivoting in? Well, man, I'll just tell you, you are a great leader from everything that I've seen and heard just in the few meetings that we've had because you're a servant the best leaders are servants and you just serve people, man. And that was so evident when you're just saying we role played. Yes, but we, we ask our people, Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to serve each other and you do that. So, Hey, thanks again, Greg, for taking this time. Um, I know that this is going to be a value and an encouragement to many out there. So really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening in. We really hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information about our podcast and other resources provided by the E-Team, please visit us online at eteam-inc.com.